Hello and welcome to what is a bonus episode of Red Zone Restricted. I'm joined by Chris Coughlin and Chloe Bloxham to react to the breaking news that Roberto Firmino will be leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. So on Friday morning, there was a report from Florian Plessenberg, who's a journalist at Sky Germany, saying Firmino will leave Liverpool after eight years and that he'd informed Klopp of his decision um, that he wouldn't be extending his contract, which obviously expires in the summer, which means he'll be leaving as a free agent. Um, he added in a subsequent tweet after that that Firmino had gone in to basically inform Klopp after training today um, and made it clear that he'll fight uh, for Liverpool until the end of the season. But he wants to take on a new challenge um, in his sort of in his life and in his football career. And obviously, that's since been confirmed by the UK-based journalists. So it is now set in stone by the looks of it that Roberto Firmino will no longer be a Liverpool player come the summer. So we weren't planning to do an episode today. We weren't supposed to be back until after the Man United game um, at the weekend. But we thought we'd have to jump on briefly to just discuss this because obviously um, a pretty significant moment in this kind of era of Liverpool. So, Chris, initial reaction from you? I guess we'll start with the emotional side of things and then we'll look at the footballing side. Yeah, it hit hard, to be honest. Um it hit hard in a different way to Sadio Mane's departure last season because we'd, ha- we'd kind of had the idea that he would be leaving um, without it actually being confirmed just like that. Um, this was a lot more sudden, I feel, because we'd, we'd been hearing for ages that Klopp wanted to keep Firmino, that he wanted him to extend his contract, that he wanted him to keep him part of the squad. Um, so to all of a sudden... Just out of the blue, after Klopp's press conference today as well, um, to hear the news come through that Firmino will be leaving at the end of the season, it it it, it hits all of us, I, I think, in in different ways, but in in emotional ways nonetheless. Um, he's been such a important for important figure for Liverpool for eight years, um, such a crucial, such a dependable figure as well, and I think. What he's achieved in terms of trophy speaks for itself, but what he's just done on the pitch, what what, what you know he can do, how he's around the ground as well. He's just such a likable figure, such an incredible figure. And you, know, you see these kind of generic statements um, on Twitter saying, oh, the word legend gets banded about, but he is one. But he truly is a Liverpool legend. As all of the front three are of, of this era, Mane, Salah, Firmino, they're all legends, but he really does warrant a very special place in Liverpool folklore because of what he's done, what he's done under Klopp, and he will have a very special place in the heart of Liverpoolians forever. Definitely, he'll be one of those players that you kind of rave about more so than, than many others when, when you're telling future generations about about this era, I suppose. And you mentioned the front three there, obviously, you know, they were all, I think their contracts were all due to expire in 2023, so we've known for a few years that they're probably going to get broken up, and that, and that's the way it's proved, obviously, Salah was the one who got the renewal. Probably not a surprise there. Mane leaving last summer, cashed in on him, and then Firmino going on a free um, is the way that it's panned out. Um, but, Chloe, same question to you as I asked Chris, really. Um, I guess, how, how are you feeling about it, the news that, that broke this morning? Absolutely devastated, to be honest. Um, gutted. I'm just... 
he epitomised everything that was Liverpool Football Club under Jurgen Klopp. He was the entire system. Um, there's there's many sayings that Jurgen said said about. Obviously, for me now, you know the one where he mentions the other two of the unbelievable front three, and says Mo Salah, good on his day, but you know he's not brilliant every day. Um, Mane, world class, but not every day. Firmino, world class, pretty much every single day. Um, from being in the ground and watching Firmino, you can lose exactly what he did for for Liverpool and the sacrifices he made, um, and what he was doing on a football pitch. If you were just watching the game, if you watched Roberto Firmino, you were watching our entire system. You were watching how Liverpool played football, and it feels like. You know, when Mane left, you know, this season's felt like an end of an era. Well, I think today pretty much caps it off. It is the end. Um, and hopefully coming up is, is something even better um, and bigger for Liverpool. But Roberto Firmino has um, most definitely broken my heart today um, with the news. And he is one of the most audacious footballers I've ever seen kick a ball about. It has been an absolute pleasure to to see him in a Liverpool shirt, to love him, um, and for him to love us back because I I, I do th- I did think he was gonna finish his career at Liverpool because I thought he loved us just as much as, as we love him and you can tell that he does, um, but he still thinks he can play at a high level, um, and fair play to him. I wish him the very best in everything he does. If if we go back to to that team that won the league, then in terms of the end of an era angle, you've got obviously Allison still there and, and the Champions League team too. I suppose you know Trent, Robertson, Van Dijk, uh, Fabinho, his future's up in the air a little bit. We don't know what's going to happen in midfield. Henderson, you know, is he going to be a start of Liverpool long term? And then obviously Salah in the front front three. You know, I- increasingly it, it is looking like this a new Liverpool team. Really, and this kind of moment of of refresh of of change. Um, so I think you bang on with that. Uh, it says are my thoughts on it. Um, like you, Chris, it was a little bit unexpected because Firmino's agent, um, Roger Roger Whitman, I think he's called, did an interview with Sky Germany himself. Um, I think last month, and all the noises he was making were positive in terms of having really good talks. Um saying that you know, Liverpool's a good place to be for his client and things like that. And it felt like we were heading towards probably like a two-year extension, something like that, you know, where it's like, we're not going to, we can't commit long-term stage for me knows that in his career, um, but we do want to keep him around a bit longer. So I'm a little bit surprised from that standpoint. Um, I think just to, you know, touch on the sentimental side, I mean, we all in this kind of, in the peak years of Klopp that, that, that have come before, I've, I've debated and wondered who our favourite player is, and it's been impossible. I think the the one that, when I certainly look back on this era, if I if I had to pick one out, you know, Firmino is, is definitely going to be up there. And um, certainly the early version of Firmino is probably my favourite Liverpool player. Um, and he also had one of I think the most iconic songs in, in the history of the football club as well. Um, and a song that is like weirdly kind of meaningful. I think you know a lot of times football chants are just you know a little bit kind of hyperbolic and. Um, and you know, just you know, set to a tune, not necessarily designed to be the most kind of uh, insightful thing, but this one where it's like, you know, calling for me, you know, you know, the best in the world. Like, obviously, not the best striker in the world, but in that false nine role, he, he has had almost a 
almost a similar impact kind of Trent and Robertson, you know, in terms of what they've done to fall back. You know, he he was the master of that role. He was the best in the world at that. And you, you've seen how that's kind of helped to to shift um, opinions. You know, we, we saw that kind of on the continent, but I think kind of in English football, um, for me, you know, has inspired a bit of a, you know, change of of thinking on that one. And, and the thing about you sort of, the, the cop wanting you to know is like, it's always felt like you've had to kind of stick up for Firmino. Like Liverpool fans have been the ones who understood what what he was all about, the value that he had, um, and viewing him as underrated and, and things like that. And I just think it's kind of spot on, really. Um, and yeah, like like we say, only one member of that uh, of that front three left behind. It's worth saying at this point we'll probably do like a separate podcast reflecting on kind of his Liverpool career. Um, as a whole, like like we did for for Mane at the end of last season, the the, the thing here is just to um, just kind of briefly reflect and um, and offer an initial reaction. Like I say, um, but things like you know favorite for me in our moment and stuff can probably wait until then. I want to touch now though on the the footballing side of things. Um, so moving forward, how how big a hole does this leave? Does it leave? A big hole, even Chris. I mean, how, how do you see it from from that kind of sporting side of things? I was going to say I have to dedicate about three hours worth of favorite for me no moments. Um, it's a funny one because I was actually I actually discussed this earlier with a couple of mates after the news broke, and one of my mates asked me, "Does he think we'll get another forward in?" My initial reaction to that is no, to be honest, because I think full focus for the summer. And I think this is kind of getting muted out anyway. Full focus on the midfield, whoever that may be. You know the names that we have mentioned to you know, heaven and back. You know, um, but in terms of the forward line, you're looking at Mo Salah, who will occupy that right wing for who who knows how much longer. Yeah, you well, know, a long time, shall we say? Um, then you're looking at Diaz, Gakpo, uh, Nunez, and Jota. Now, Diaz, specialist left wing, the other three are very much interchangeable between the left wing and the central role. And I would even go as far as to say Jota can play on the right side as well. So you're looking at, in terms of forward options, I don't think someone will step into Firmino's shoes if you like. I think we're seeing maybe a little bit of Gapo in terms of him dropping maybe a little bit deeper and things like that. Or at the end, Gapo's got a fair bit more pace than Firmino has ever really had. But I think given how since Firmino's been out, we've seen maybe a bit more of a, a new front three kind of developing, new, new forward options developing. So I think we're seeing a movement away from that kind of thing as opposed to seeing Firmino come back in after injury and that it doesn't make it any harder, it doesn't make it any sorry, easier to, to accept because when you see as you quite rightly say, one of our favourite Liverpool players of all time leaving the club, it's not nice to accept because you don't want to accept it, you just want to see these players go on and on and on but I think that's where we've seen the kind of sentiment you know, when the sentimentality discussed as well and I think that that could be a sign of just saying, look, it's about accepting that this will happen and, and seeing how Liverpool move forward. So my initial reaction is that I don't see someone coming in to particularly take Firmino's place. I think there could be a squad member to come in, for example. But in terms of a starting place, I think, we're, I think we've already seen the kind of progression as to what will happen after Roberto Firmino. 
Um, and as I say, I think the full focus will be on the midfield. But I reiterate, doesn't make it any easier to accept this news, given how much he means to all of us. Chloe, I think that the main thing I've sort of seen on, on Twitter today is a sense that um, people being really kind of, um, you know, like you said earlier, a little bit heartbroken by it, but also probably concluding that overall the decision is for the best. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it is, um, but it doesn't make it <laughs> any easier to, to deal with. Uh, like Chris said, it's probably the best option for both parties um, because, you know, he clearly doesn't want two-year contract because why could, why would he when he could go anywhere else and get a 4-5 and then he's sorted out for that many years on wages? Um, so and, and also, let's be honest, even when he's fit, which he has been in recent weeks, he's not starting. Um, so that says something as well. Um, so yeah, it probably is best for both parties. But when an absolute legend of the football club is leaving, um, it doesn't. It's not easy to adapt to that news. Yeah, it's still it's still quite raw. Um, at this moment in time, I think the the big thing is more so than anything else. You know, for me, you know, when he's played the past couple of seasons, I think has has done all right. Um, there was a spell there, and kind of even that title winning season, and 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 the COVID season, where you sort of thought, is he kind of on on the road to being a spent force? I think he's kind of addressed that kind of criticism a little bit. You know, his decline hasn't maybe been as sharp, um, and he's kind of arrested it a little bit. Um, but the main thing is the injury and the availability. I mean, since the start of last season. Um, I think it's 37 games he's missed. I mean, we're talking nearly a full Premier League campaign there. That wasn't really a feature in the earlier part of Liverpool career, but it's crept in and it's crept in quite badly. And this season it was looking okay. And then he gets this kind of phantom injury almost um, just when the, the season's about to resume and he's he's missing for a long, long time. I think about six weeks in the end. Um, and that, I think, was probably the moment that swings it. Um just you know, a lot of people would have thought it was the wrong decision anyway. But um, I think that was the point where it was really hard to argue that it would it would have been wise to keep him around. I mean, we're also talking about a player here who reportedly earns about 180k a week. So you know, even if you're not giving him a pay rise and you're just keeping on the same salary, that that's still a big commitment. Um, it's worth saying that um, according to James Pierce, um, Liverpool didn't actually take the decision themselves. And, and that goes along with, for me, you know, kind of um, going into Klopp's office. Liverpool made him an offer to to extend. We don't know what that looked like. Um, so whether you can't necessarily call it Liverpool being ruthless or anything like that, it's more maybe either a mutual decision or for me, you know, kind of just taking charge of the situation himself. Um, but it is probably, even if Liverpool would have maybe liked to keep Firmino around, it's probably... Um, the best outcome for, for all parties. And, and on the replacement thing, just to finish, I agree with you, Chris. I don't think it's necessary. I think, I don't know, people are going to get upset about that, whether it's going to be another thing of kind of FSG in action, but I think we've got enough. I think we've got five players there, um, four, three positions, and they're all quality, quality options. I think you've also got some youngsters coming through and you've got to kind of, I mean, I think PS wrote that, the club don't want to buy another forward because they're worried about, you know, what might happen to people like Ben Doak. Um, obviously, Cade Gordon's a factor in that position too. So I think the best thing to do squad management-wise, like you say, is to focus on the midfield. And if we do want a false nine, it looks like Gakpo 
is going to be the one that we try and use. Klopp's already trying to do that. He's got a lot to learn in that position, but I think there's been some promising signs to suggest that he can kind of play, even if he doesn't live up to Firmino. He can kind of play that, um, certainly that active role within the team's build-up. But yeah, that is going to wrap up what has been a brief episode of Red Zone Restricted uh, today. We'll be back after the Manchester United game at the weekend, but we did just want to offer our uh, reaction to this news. And if you're listening on Spotify, please uh, take a second to give us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. And you can also follow the podcast um, and press the notification button too. But yeah, until the next one, take care.